Welcome to another week of high school football action. You're tuned into the Times News High School Football Podcast, presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Justin Carlucci, here with Patrick Matsinko. What's up, Pat? Not much. Not much. How are you? I am fatigued. It's, it's a long week. I am tired. I, I need a sub, but, but I'm good. I think this is, this is the Mondayest Wednesday ever. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. But hasn't stopped us from talking to some coaches, getting some info, and finding out what's really going on around in District 11. Week 4 is coming up, Patrick. We have six guests on this podcast. We'll talk to Rick Jones from Panther Valley. We'll talk to Tom McCarroll from Lehighton. Sam Bonner from Tamaqua. Patrick Morgan's from Marion. We will talk to Blake Sager from Pleasant Valley. And Brad Hurley had a conversation with Jim Thorpe head coach Mark Rosenberger, who had a birthday last week. So happy birthday, Coach Rosenberger. Yeah, celebrated with a win over Panther Valley on Friday night. Uh, the Olympians have certainly looked good so far this season. Um, and, you know, Coach Rosenberger has to be happy with what he's with what he's seen from the team so far this year. Yeah, C.J. Selby, nine carries, a buck seventy-three. He was our Times News Player of the Week. So Jim Thorpe picking up where they left off the last couple of seasons, kind of taking care of business, and they were really uh, clicking on all cylinders. Red Swarm held uh, Panther Valley to, what do I have here, uh, one yard of total offense so uh, and four first downs. So Jim Thorpe was really clicking on both sides of the ball. Yeah, uh, obviously they've kind of, I guess you could say hung their hat on defense the last couple of years. Um, our football tab cover story uh, highlighted um, highlighted the unit a year ago. Uh, they certainly lived up to it, leading the area um, in total defense, and they're again, obviously, you know, one of the top uh, one of the top units again again this season. So it doesn't seem to, I don't know, I don't want to say it doesn't seem to matter, but uh, when they have you know losses from graduation and roster turnover. Uh, that that's a group that just always is always is ready to play and performing at a high level. So we'll hear from both Jim Thorpe head coach Mark Rosenberger and Panther Valley head coach Rick Jones later in the podcast. So I'll just quickly bring up who they got this week. Kutztown is traveling to Jim Thorpe and Tamaqua at Panther Valley. Patrick, thoughts on either of those games? Um, I think you know. I guess maybe you can look at it as uh, programs that are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, the Raiders obviously uh, have high expectations uh, for this season. Uh, they were successful um, a year ago. They've had success, and they've been kind of, you know, fire on all cylinders so far this season uh, with an undefeated start. But I think even with Panther Valley, a team that is, you know, is still winless this year, I still feel like, you know, for both programs, it's just, and you talk to both coaches, and they'll tell you kind of the same thing, that it's just a matter of taking each week as it comes and just trying to get better. Um, I talked to Sam Bonner, and, you know, he kind of told me about just going week to week and finding different things that they can clean up, different things they can um, do a little bit better, that they're going to have to do a little bit better uh, once the end of the season rolls around. And for Rick Jones as well, um, I think, you know, knowing that it's his obviously first year with the program, uh, that's a a group that's that's had some turnover. Um, they've had a couple of coaches now in the last couple of years, and I think for him, he's just trying to kind of get in there, change the culture, change the mindset, and just kind of get those kids to focus on doing things the right way um, and just kind of taking it one day at a time, you know, and not really looking too far ahead and just kind of controlling the things that, uh, you know, that, that they can and then just sort of letting everything fall where it may. 
we don't want to look ahead, but man, a Jim Thorpe Tamaqua game in a couple of weeks is, is going to be fun. And speaking of Tamaqua, who traveled to Panther Valley, they were they were victorious, thirty-seven to seven over Schuylkill Haven uh, earlier this year. Jim Thorpe edged Schuylkill Haven ten to seven. I think that was opening week. Uh, Tamaqua, yeah. a team that that can willingly throw the ball uh, more. Um, didn't have to uh, against Google Haven, and uh, they kind of had their recipe for success on the ground. Looks like Tamaqua threw seven passes in the game. Started off with uh, Pierce Dimitriotis had an 11-yard run, so uh, some different contributors making things happen for Tamaqua and Sam Bonner, and uh, Nate Boyle tacked on a 70-yard run later in the game. Cam Schilling had a pick six, uh, and then Lucas Shikram had contributed to safety. So Tamaqua getting it done a lot of different ways. Jim Thorpe looking strong as well. Uh, but Tamaqua looking to kind of chug along here, take one day at a time, and they're going to have a rivalry double local with Panther Valley. Yeah, um, I think it's you know really interesting you mentioned about uh, you know what Braden Oblock, the Tamaqua quarterback, has been able to do this year, throwing the ball, and obviously he's been extremely efficient um, when when he has thrown it. But they've shown that they do have that variety. Um, and they just have that balance on offense that it can be, uh, you know, can be Knobloch and Boyle, uh, and maybe through the air. It could be, um, you know, Matt Kistler, obviously, um, through the air. But, uh, but yeah, they just have that balance, um, and they just kind of present so many different ways um, that, they can, that they can beat you. So I think probably, um, and Rick Jones said this, that they're, you know, certainly the most balanced attack that Panther Valley has seen uh, this season. Moving on here, jump over to Colonial League local game. Salkin Valley 35, Palmerton 14. Salkin Valley played kind of a Schuylkill brand of football themselves. 47 carries, 315 on the ground. Panthers getting it done kind of one-dimensionally here against Palmerton. What are your thoughts on that matchup? And that's, you know, and that's a team, too, I think, even we go back to maybe the last couple of years. Um, you know, you think back to even a few years ago when, Salkin Valley played League Heighton for a district championship. Um, that was a team that had, uh, I think it was Evan Culver. You know, they've had they've had guys that can really, really run the ball, um, and they just haven't. Uh, they really haven't been a team that's that's kind of put it in the air that often. Um, but but again, they haven't really they haven't really had to. So um, and that's obviously a case where if they have you know the depth, the size up front um, to be able to kind of. You know, move you know, move the team off the ball, um, just kind of get downfield, get into that second level, um, and really just kind of control the line of scrimmage. Um, that's that's huge, um, you know, and those are the things that they kind of you know have sort of you know hung their hat on, and it's kind of continued. It's continued to work that mentality and that and that focus. It's super early, but according to the D11 website, Palmerton is second in 2A right now. So big game coming up for Palmerton traveling to Notre Dame and. I am actually not sure who we're going to see at quarterback for Notre Dame at Green Pond. I know their starter, who lit it up earlier this year, a sophomore kid, got hurt. I'm not sure what his status is. Couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't get a hold of anyone. So uh, I'm curious to see who's behind center for Notre Dame on Friday. This is a team that still has some very talented weapons that, that came back from last year's successful team, the team that edged Tamaqua in the district playoffs. So this could, has the making to be an interesting game, see if the Bombers can rebound on the road at Notre Dame. Yeah, um, and I think we've probably talked about it even before, too. You look at a team like uh, like Notre Dame with uh, Phil Stambaugh as head coach, 
they just kind of, whether it's, you know, Cole DeFranco, you know, the last couple of years of quarterback, uh, you know, record-setting performances, or, you know, you have these kids that just kind of come in and step into that role. Uh, they're always well-coached. They're prepared. They're ready to go. Uh, they knocked off a very talented Northwestern team week one this season. Uh, that was kind of a marquee matchup right out of the gate. And, uh, yeah, obviously he just has these kids ready to go, ready to play. Um, you know, you can't expect that uh, maybe there won't be some, some kind of drop-off or, you know, you can't just really expect, uh, you know, kids to step right in and fill those shoes. But uh, at the same time, he definitely, I think, kind of puts these kids in a position where they are going to be able to succeed. So whether that's kind of just through, um, you know, the system, the plan, you know, the game plan that they put in place, um, just kind of always seems like they're ready to go. And uh, it just kind of seems like a next man up mentality. Another Colonial League game, Northern Lehigh and Banger were in a real grind last week. Banger victorious over the Bulldogs, 28-21, Pat. It looks like Banger pulled ahead 14-0, and Northern Lehigh came back and uh, looked like it was nip and tuck, if you will, until the end. Yeah, uh, that was our game of the week last week, uh, which uh, it certainly played out, you know, played out kind of, I guess, uh, you know, kind of living up to that billing, if, uh, if you will. And, um, yeah, Banger's a team that I know when I talked to Joe Tao, Northern Lehigh head coach, a week ago, uh, he was really looking forward to going against Banger and head coach Paul Reduzzi. Uh Coach Reduzzi was at Penn Argyle for, uh, for many, many years and led them to a lot of success. Uh, stepped away last year, was the defensive coordinator um, at Liberty, I believe, and now is back with, you know, with Banger this season, back in the slate belt. But, uh but, yeah, I think it, they just kind of jumped on Northern Lehigh early last week, and Northern Lehigh did really well to kind of battle back, get into a position where they, you know, kind of had a chance to, um, you know, to, to really kind of tie the score, go ahead, obviously maybe late there. But, uh, but yeah, Banger came out, came ready to play, and it's hard. Um, you know, I think any time, whether it's Colonial League, Schuylkill League, EPC, uh, any time you have to play from a deficit like that, and Banger certainly took advantage of it. Thing I like about the Joe Tout football team is no penalties last week. They were our only area team with no penalties, and if I do recall correctly, they led our te- our teams locally in least amount of penalties committed last season. So Northern Lehigh doesn't they might do have even led led the area the year before that as well. Um, they had obviously they didn't have maybe a ton of success uh, in the win column two years ago. But um, I'm just thinking back to, you know, kind of some of our conversations when we broke down the stats, and I feel like they might have led the area in uh, fewest penalties maybe even two years ago as well. This is a team that will always put themselves in the best position that they can be in. That's what you want at this level. So Northern Lehigh will look to rebound, and the Bulldogs will aim to get back in the win column with the matchup at Penn Argyle. Patrick, you've been there before. And I'll be there on Saturday, so... Yeah, always a little interesting. It's uh, different having the Saturday afternoon uh, brand of football. It can be tough. Uh, you know, that's obviously, I think, something that can be sort of a, a home field advantage for a lot of teams. Uh, you don't have the, the usual kind of excitement maybe that comes with uh, the buzz of Friday night lights in a lot of ways. So sometimes maybe you kind of get lulled, lulled to sleep a little bit, kind of stumble into a slow start. Um, and if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not used to kind of getting – Getting things kicked off at that time, it can be it can be difficult to uh, maybe sometimes just kind of have the kids up and ready to go, um, you know, right from the opening whistle on Saturday afternoons. We've got Northampton sixty three, Pleasant Valley seven. The Bears uh, in that triple option offense 
look at you know, a whole new system, young team, and this is a good EPC conference. So I know you had a chance to sit down and talk to head coach Blake Sager, and that'll be coming up later in the podcast. But we're just kind of, what were kind of some of his emphasis points? Um, I think again, you know, just kind of even going back to you know some of the things that uh, another first year head coach, you know, Rick Jones of Panther Valley talked about is just kind of knowing what they're getting into, knowing what they're coming into, um, and just kind of working to, in a lot of ways, maybe just sort of change the culture, um, kind of change the vibe, the, you know, kind of uh, what the, maybe what the program is. Obviously, they're, um, you know, implementing their own attack, like you had mentioned about the option offense, which is certainly very different from what Pleasant Valley has done uh, the last couple of years. You know, you think about what they've had, and even just a few years ago with uh, head coach Mark Bursick and that sort of, red air raid attack where, you know, they were kind of throwing it and running, you know, all over the field. And now this is certainly a bit of a different look. But uh, Coach Sager mentioned that uh, he thought last week was maybe the first time that uh, he really, you know, kind of saw the offensive line, you know, all those guys really kind of buying into um, and just being committed to, you know, to what they were trying to do on offense. Um, And I think maybe really kind of also embracing, you know, the type of football that they're playing now at Pleasant Valley, which is, again, different from what they've done the last couple of years. But um, I think slowly but surely these guys are really kind of buying in. And, um, you know, this is something that uh, they're hoping will turn the corner in the next couple of weeks or the next couple of years, obviously. Yeah, Pleasant Valley, 244 yards of total offense. Um, But according to our, our stats here, Ten fumbles and four of them were lost. So definitely some things to clean up, and, and you know I'm sure they looked at a ton of film and that triple offense, triple option offense got some cleaning up to do there. And the Bears will look back, look to uh, get back on track this week. They travel to Emmaus. Uh, another game we had last week: Central Columbia 26, Lee Heighton nothing. Uh, you saw Central Columbia last year. I know they lost some kids, but they definitely have some serious talent. Uh, that has returned. I, I was at some of this game. I saw some of it live, and uh, you know that, that's a good football team, Central Columbia, Pat. Yeah, um, and I know even when I talked to uh, the Titans head coach Tom McCarroll last week, you know, kind of going into that game, um, maybe kind of was thinking that they were a team that was in some ways kind of similar to Schuylkill Haven, which uh, Lee Heighton uh, did well against uh, to pick up a victory in week two. But, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to kind of know still maybe, um, you know, just kind of what, uh, what a team is going to bring in terms of, you know, the style of play. Uh, you're still kind of, you know, I think maybe Philly Heighton, they're still kind of trying to find their way and see sort of what their, you know, what their strengths and weaknesses are, I guess, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, um, I think it's just kind of a situation where, um, you know, for Lee Heighton, and I know uh, Coach McCarroll said to me, too, about just kind of, you know, what they're doing with their game plan um, and what they can do better kind of going forward. You know, maybe what is, you know, still trying to find the best, um, you know, sort of the best plan of attack maybe for this team. Obviously, you still have guys that are kind of settling into their roles. Um, and you look at what that defense did. You know, obviously they um, allowed 19 points early on in that first quarter, but uh, they didn't really allow very much the rest of the way, just seven points. And defensively, too, that's a, that's a defense that, um, you know, obviously has been able to, was able to shut down Kobe Brish and Schuylkill Haven in week two and, you know, didn't really allow much on the ground against Central Columbia. So the last couple of weeks, that run defense has been really, really good. So uh, that's, think, I think, something that maybe defensively they can kind of hang their hat on a little bit, um, sort of a feather in their cap in a lot of ways. But, uh, but yeah, obviously just kind of trying to get better, I think, at, uh, at 
we heighten football, you know, and what, what kind of brand of football we heightens playing this year um, and seeing what works best for them. Tailback J.J. McDowell led the tribe with 68 yards on the ground, but turnovers were an Achilles heel for the Indians. They collectively uh, threw five interceptions between two quarterbacks, looks like. So taking care of the football, I'm sure, is going to be one of the priorities this week. Uh, the Tribe is going to take on Marion. Uh, Marion, uh, 48 to nothing. Uh, Trinity was victorious over the Colts last week. Very odd non-league game there. So uh, these are two teams, Marion and Lehighton. Both looking to get back in the win column. Rivalry game. They're going to play each other this weekend, Patrick. So what are you thinking about this Lehigh and Marion game? Um, I think, you know, again, it's just two programs that uh, are kind of concentrating a little bit, you know, on sort of just trying to do what they do, find what they do and kind of do it, uh, you know, just sort of do that um, the best that they can. Uh, I think it seems like it's two programs that uh, – Maybe you're just kind of worried about uh, or, you know, focused on just kind of themselves in a lot of ways and uh, just kind of fixing, you know, fixing some things, cleaning some things up and just kind of worried about their brand of football right now. Um, you know, obviously both sides, like any team, you're dealing with some injuries, some guys in different, you know, new faces, different places, obviously. Um, so some guys that, uh, you know, are seeing some time that, uh you know, obviously maybe they don't have that varsity experience or they haven't gotten that varsity experience before. But, um, yeah, uh, I know I talked to both coaches as well about, you know, you think about next year where we'll have the Schuylkill Colonial League merger. Um, so this is a matchup that won't be on the schedule, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, the Lee Heighton and Marion rivalry uh, will kind of go away, you know, for, um, you know, again, for, for a little while at least. But, um, you know, for right now, I think they're not so much worried about 2020 or anything, you know, anything really beyond that. It's just kind of taking care of business um, on, on their own sideline. Last game, we got to go over here. Northwestern 35, Palisades 7. The Tigers putting together a complete game. Looks like four touchdowns from Devin Bollinger. The Tigers held Palisades to two first downs and zero passing yards. So, Nice game from the Tigers' defense and pretty much all-around effort. Northwestern will travel to Wilson this weekend, Patrick. And there's another Saturday game. Um, you know, we saw last year, you think about a Palmerton team that went to Wilson on Saturday and uh, suffered a really tough loss. Uh, Wilson played Northern Lehigh really tough, obviously, in week one. Uh, Northern Lehigh scored late to win that one, 14-10, I believe was the score. But uh, Northwestern's a team that, you know, like we talked about with Tamaqua, kind of came into the season with really high hopes. Um, obviously, a ton of talent returning. You mentioned Devin Bollinger, um, you know, a kid that's a Division One commit uh, to the University of Delaware. But uh, it goes, you know, beyond that, obviously, where you have uh, Justin Rada, wide receiver, Nick Henry, a tailback. And um, I think Justin Holmes, you know, also is a guy that uh, kind of got some time last week, maybe, um, you know, his first action of the season, uh, really, you know, kind of played kind of played a key role there, you know, kind of getting his feet wet. And then you look at maybe even on defense, too, you have a kid like Connor Snyder. Um, so, yeah, they have – they certainly have all the pieces, you know, to kind of keep – uh, putting in these types of performances, um, they suffered that tough loss to Notre Dame early on, but uh, they've looked—you know—they've looked really good these last couple of weeks. You are tuned in to the Times News High School Football Sports Chat Podcast, presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Justin Carlucci with Patrick Matt Cinco. We're going to throw it over to our first guest, Brad Hurley. Had a chance to catch up with Jim Thorpe head coach Mark Rosenberger earlier this week, and here's what they had to say. Oh. 
Coach, just talk about, uh, obviously, the game plan versus Kutztown this week. The last three weeks, you've really done a great job up front on both offense and defense. Uh, can we expect to see some more of that concentration this week against Kutztown coming, coming to your place? That's always our goal, uh, to control the line of scrimmage on both sides. I, I think so far we were uh, three for three in that area. Uh, so hopefully uh, we're saying next week we're four for four. We have some outstanding kids up front on both sides of the ball that we've been counting on. Uh, and they're doing a nice job to let our athletes offensively make plays. And, and they're also doing a great job on defense, re reestablishing the line of scrimmage for, for our linebackers and, and safeties to get down and make some big plays for us. Some of these games, too, uh, you obviously you never disrespect the opponent, but you always want to be getting better week to week. The goal is to, when you get to that second half you play in division, you want to be very competitive in your division. What are some things you think you have to work on a little bit to be ready to play that? Uh, Division One schedule, which we've seen looks going to be tough this year. What are some things you think you have to kind of hone your craft out a little bit before you enter that second half of the season? Uh, I think, first of all, being consistent. You know, we preach to our players all the time about being consistent no matter what you're doing in life. Uh, so if we can if we can have that consistency, uh, if we can play with passion and excitement like we expect, and, and not only competing against Kutztown, you're also competing against yourself mm -hmm. to make yourself better, not only, for, not only for yourself, but also for the team. So uh, some key things, and obviously defensively, we're always just trying to focus on uh, adding a, a wrinkle or two here and there. So uh, you know, when we need it, we can we can throw it out there. Uh, same thing offensively, uh, you know, just be able to uh, be a sponge, be able to soak up what we're doing, and also be able to continue to add some things to it as well. And lastly, just give our listeners out there a little bit of what you think Kutztown's going to try and do Friday night. What kind of a team are they offensive, defensively? What do they try to do? Uh, defensively, they, they run a lot of three-three. They'll also give you like a four-two look as well to walk up a walk up one of those uh, stack backers. Uh, but again, they have some really nice linebackers. They're big up front. Uh, defensively, a couple of really nice athletes in, in the secondary. Offensively, an outstanding quarterback who uh, likes to throw the football. Uh, they're probably about a 60, uh, 62 percent uh, pass and about 40 some percent run. So a little more, a little more uh, pass and run than we're going to see this week. Like to go three wides, four wides, even five wides at times. So uh, we know they're going to come out throwing a football. So we got to exert pressure on the quarterback, number one. Uh, number two, we've got to make sure we, we maintain our, our discipline in the pass rush lanes because he's very athletic. He likes to get out of the pocket and extend plays. We can't allow it to happen. Uh, and in the back end, we just got to, we just got to stay with our guys. If they're, if they're, he's rolling around, don't worry about coming up. Let, let the front seven take care of that uh, domain and stay back with you with your receivers. All right, that's uh, Coach Rosenberger here helping us out with our Times News podcast this week. Good luck, Coach. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're tuned in to the Times News High School Football podcast presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. Up next, Patrick Matsinko caught up with Panther Valley head coach Rick Jones. We're, we're hanging in there. I mean, obviously, we're... We, we got some things we got to correct, and sure. but we're, we're, we're showing up and we're trying to get better. Yeah, um, I mean, I know we, you know, kind of talked about it even, you know, kind of maybe going back to, you know, media day and then, you know, even after, you know, after the Hamburg game. But just for your guys, you know, to kind of be maybe in this stretch of games now where you kind of come off of Thorpe and, you know, obviously then you have, you know, now you have Tamakwa coming up. Um just kind of, I don't know. Do you do you change your approach at all with the guys? I guess. No, look at right now. Our our approach is very simple. We 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 we've, I, we can't worry about anybody but ourselves. Yeah. Our our, our objective is first of all, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. We, we're we're 
our major objective at this point in time and, and probably will be throughout the whole course of the year is to change the mindset and the mental culture of this program. Sure. And until and until we get that point across and get over that hump, it's not going to matter who we're playing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we, we've, that's, 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 that's our objective and our goal. Obviously, um, it doesn't help from an, uh, an emotional standpoint with the types of teams that we we're, we're playing for the next couple of weeks. Sure. But again, we're, 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 we've got to worry about ourselves. Um, and, you know, to kind of think about, you know, being able to face that, you know, kind of competition, that level of competition, you know, just, um, you know, what, how much of it do you look at too as, you know, maybe kind of like an opportunity of, you know, just kind of like, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, kind of like that's the, you know, they're kind of like those teams maybe are in some ways the, the benchmark or the standard and, you know, kind of seeing where these guys are, you know, and then for the other guys too of just kind of getting in there, getting experience, getting playing time, you know, kind of getting to see some different guys in different, different situations, you know, just how much do you kind of, um, you know, just grade that, I guess. Well, I, I think, what, what we're going to get the most out of in these next couple of weeks is which kids are going to hang in there and, and, and deal with, with with all the things that they need to deal with in, in, in our situation. I think we're sure. looking at, the, at, at, at what kids demonstrate some character, some, some uh, uh, mental toughness, some, uh, you, know, you know, just basically are they going to go out there and they're going to hold the rope or are they going to let the rope go and Sure. You know, that's what we're looking at. I mean, that, we, we have no other way to approach it because we're, oh, yeah. I, I won't lie to you, we're physically overmatched. Yeah. No uh, question about that. Um, you know, and, and in terms of, too, just kind of the things that you've seen from, you know, from upperclassmen that obviously, you know, kind of have that experience. And then also, too, now some of these, you know, underclassmen, some guys maybe that are kind of new to the program or just getting the time for, you know, kind of, um, you know, getting their first maybe kind of varsity time. Who or what have you seen just kind of, you know, recently that you've that you've really liked in terms of maybe guys that have kind of continued to, to take that take on that leadership role or just some guys that maybe are getting those opportunities and really kind of running with it and making the most of it, I guess. Well, to be honest with you, I think we're still we're still in that learning process. I think that you know, I don't know if we've seen any definitive leaders at this point. Uh, I think it's it's kids are just starting to get used to the, to, to the way we do things and, sure. and and the expectations and, and um, you know it's it's obviously it's been very tough for the senior class because of the of third coach of four oh, years yeah. and, and, and I think that they're. You know they're they're going through some 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 learning curve as well. It, it's it's looking it, it's it, it's a culture change. Yeah. That that we we've got to deal with and and I think that in in a lot of respects we've handled it fairly fairly well and 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 some of the things that we're experiencing we kind of expected. So sure. Um, you know when you look at a team like a Tamaqua, um, just. Do they present anything, um, whether it's offense or defense? You know, just kind of. Do they do they pre- present anything that maybe kind of is is similar in any way to to a team like a Jim Thorpe? I guess. To be honest with you, this is at this point in time from an offensive standpoint, they're probably the most balanced team that yeah. we we'll see. They throw the ball well. They run the ball well. They don't do a lot of things. They they do. They're well coached. They do it well. And 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 you know, Tamako always has tough kids. Yeah. Uh, they they happen to now also have tough kids that are good as well. Sure. And and uh, 
you know, I, I really don't see a lot of similarities between anybody that we've played. This is by far the best offensively, the most well-rounded team that we've played. And, and you know, you can't really just focus on on stopping a run game or stopping a particular player. I mean, they have, they have good receivers. Sure. They have a quarterback that's an athlete. They, they have a, a nice fullback. They've got, the, the you know, the tailback that's probably oh, yeah. the best player in the county. And, and they're very aggressive defensively. I mean, it's they're, they're, they're a nightmare matchup simply because they have athletes at every position that you can't take away one thing without. Sure. You can't rob Peter to pay Paul. You it, know I mean? It's just... Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, and I think even, you know, just kind of for us or just kind of looking at it, you know, you think about, a, you know, a kid like a Nate Boyle and you think, oh, you know, he's obviously an extremely talented tailback. But then you look at, you know, kind of all the things that he does in terms of just catching the ball and just, you know, um, you know, just kind of what he's able to do, you know, kind of out, outside of that. And if it isn't Boyle, then you have, you know, you have Knobloch and you have Kissler and you have, you know, just kind of such a, you know, such a varied, you know, kind of yeah, they're, assortment they're, they're, of kids. They're, they're, they have all they have all the tools no doubt about it um you know anything else though for for you i guess you know just kind of coming to i guess coming to this point of the season um anybody that's anybody that's maybe kind of stood out for you just from your end i guess um i don't know i mean i, I think for, you know we've had some kids that have, I, I don't know if anybody stands out but we've had a couple of kids that have played consistently um you know i don't know if 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 i'm at at the point Knowledge-wise, on, the, sure. on these kids, if I can state any any particular individual, because you know we're you know we're, we're struggling in certain areas. Uh, you know, I had mentioned before that the Pirelli kid has been yeah, solid. Yeah, the Schubeck kid that plays linebacker for us. Okay, has, yeah, has been. Those two kids have been pretty pretty solid. You know, we can we got uh, Elias Tavares. Yeah, yeah. Been, I mean, they they've done things that we've asked them to do. You know they may be an overmatch at times, but they're 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 guys that we're we're trying to build things around. You know, and then you know Ethan and Blake have, have sure, provided sure. us. But, I mean, we have kids that are trying to do things that we want to do. We're just not a well-rounded team. We're not a strong team physically, and and you know, so I think that you know the problem is that we may have three or four kids that are getting some things done. Sure, but it's, you need seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten kids, and 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 we're not there yet. But you know. I think that I'm, I don't want to say that I'm pleased, but I think that we're, we're, we're making strides in the correct direction. And that's the thing. I'm sure for you guys, you know, just to kind of know that you can like point to those guys and, you know, to see those guys that, you know, each day, um, each week, each Friday, you know, each game that they're coming and, you know, regardless of the circumstance or the situation that they're continuing to play hard, they're continuing to do the things that you're asking them, they're showing up, they're on time, they're playing, they're working hard, you know, they're putting in, they're putting in the effort. And, you know, I'm sure for you guys, that's, you know, especially obviously if you're seeing underclassmen doing that and then to, to think that you can, you know, kind of hope, hope that, you know, that kind kind of carries on and that they can set the example and just, you know, you end up with sort of like a, a trickle-down effect and that other guys just well, kind of that's, keep doing that's that. The, that's the objective and that's what yeah. we're shooting for and that's what we try to stress and and um, with the understanding, too, that we understand that this is a very difficult scenario for, for some of these kids and, and sure. you know, you got to kind of, you got to kind of understand that we're here to make them better people, yeah. better players and, and you know, to make this as 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 positive a learning experience as possible, and and the, the thing that's difficult about it is, no matter how you want to shake a stick at it, kids are still.
still going to at some point in time look at the win loss record. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and you know that's the one thing that we we've, we've stressed that look we just got to do what we can control and play as hard as we can. And and we're getting there in some areas, we're not there in other areas. So I mean, it, it, again, it's 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 a process. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure for you guys, it's just a matter of kind of one day at a time. You know, just kind of you know just kind of take each thing as it comes. Um, Anything else for you, Coach Jones? No, I, I you know, I mean, again, it, it's it's been a, a, a it's a challenge. I knew that beforehand. I think that we're we knew that these these couple of weeks were were, were going to be extremely challenging. You know, we're just gonna hopefully we're gonna show up and you know compete on Friday and, and do play as well as we can, regardless of whom we're playing against. Because you know, I, I always stress, if we play to our potential. That's all we can do. Marion Catholic head coach Patrick Morgans is going to join the show. He's going to have a conversation with Patrick Matsinko. The Colts are going to battle with Lee Heighton, and they're going to look to get on the board this season. Well, it's it, it's been tough. I mean, because we have some kids that you know played like you know three or four different positions already sure. in the first three games, so it's tight, tough to get that consistency and. Uh, so, you know, we just, uh, you know, we'll just keep plugging and, you know, got to give credit to our younger guys. They're, they're hanging in there and they continue to improve. But, uh, you know, I mean, we're playing a lot of kids that have never played in a, uh, high school football oh, game yeah. before, you know, not a freshman game, not a JV game, let alone a varsity game. Sure. And, uh, so, uh, you know, but we're hanging in there and, and they continue to get better and they continue to work and, uh, you know, we'll just continue to work and continue to improve. Um, and obviously, you know, I think anytime too, when you have guys that are kind of trying to find their way and just sort of get their footing and find a rhythm and consistency, um, and then, you know, just kind of even too thinking about the schedule that you have to start the season. Um, how have you seen those guys, though, just kind of like week to week as they've gone, you know, just kind of whether it's through different, uh, you know, kind of coming into different positions or just, uh, you know, kind of getting that uh, getting that varsity experience? Um, how have you seen them just sort of uh, take on the responsibilities? I mean, uh, just kind of thinking about the, the teams that you've played and, and being in those types of situations. Have you been in, have you been able to kind of point to even just kind of different moments in each game, like maybe something against Trinity that, uh, you know, maybe early in the season or, or, you know, against Midwest or something that the guys were doing a little bit differently that maybe they weren't doing earlier in the year? Well, I think I think they're hanging in. I mean, they really are. They, you know, the, the the big thing is, uh, you know, our depth. You know, you add on with the, you know, the constant uh, mix of personnel. Sure. Um, but they, then you add the depth. I mean, a lot of these kids are playing both ways in special teams. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, again, I give the kids credit. They're 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 hanging in there, giving their best, and uh, you know, sometimes they're just physically outmatched or they're just physically exhausted and sure. you know, you try to get them blows here and there but they're hanging in and you know i thought there were some bright spots you know again the first game midwest i thought matt rarick stepped in there in a yeah. tough position you know he was named starting quarterback on wednesday and starting up there on friday and Which played is, both ways yeah and, uh, you know actually had a, a pretty decent game and then you know against jim thorpe you know we uh 
you know, we, we made, we made some nice plays, you know, we made some nice tackles and things like that. But, uh, again, you know, towards the end of the first half, just wore down and sure. they wore us down and they, they got a couple of quick ones there at the end. And, you know, before you know it, it's 35, nothing going into halftime, you know? So, sure. um, you know, the same thing at Trinity, you know, they, they, uh, they lot they spread us out and, um, you know, kind of, you know, did some nice things against uh, uh, you know us and uh, made some plays and then you know we were able to make some plays later on and then got yeah. down the red zone twice but then just couldn't capitalize you know ran out of downs at once and fumbled on another series so uh, yeah we just got to continue to improve and continue to get better and uh, you know um, you know once we get healthy and, and these kids get more experience put four quarters together absolutely um when you look at a team like a, you know, likely Heighten, I guess, uh, does do, do they remind you at all of, of anybody that you've seen so far this year? Or are there any kind of similarities or, you know, the tendencies that maybe you've kind of noticed on film or just anything that, that maybe they remind you of anybody else? Oh, they're, they're just a uh, good, goodly heightened team. You know, they, they yeah. you know, Tom has a great program going. They're, they're, uh, you know, big up front and, and, you know, their linebackers are aggressive and, and, and really come after you. And they're got good size there and they got great athletes and they're very well coached. So, uh, you know, this is a typically heightened team we're going up against. Yeah. You know, they're well coached and, uh, great athletes and, and, uh, big up front and physical up front. So, uh, you know, again, we're going to have to bring our A game. So, uh, you know, we'll just get ready and, and keep preparing and, uh, you know, give them all we got. And even to kind of think about for you guys, you know, kind of having, you know, some guys stepping into different roles and being in different positions. Um, do you, you know, do you ever think about too, like just even kind of from maybe an opposing kind of perspective um, where, you know, guys are getting that experience in, in different roles. Um, does it, do you feel like obviously maybe toward the end of the year and as the season goes on, that can kind of be advantageous for you guys that, you know, you can put, you know, players in different spots and and then to think about, you know, whether it's for, you know, against Elite Heighton or, you know, maybe for somewhere down the road too, it's hard for an opposing coach maybe to kind of game plan or prep because, you know, you guys might have that sort of, you know, hopefully like these guys will kind of gain that versatility and, you know, kind of put them in different spots and maybe it'll allow you to kind of, you know, have different sets and different formations and things like that. Do you feel like maybe, you know, as the season goes on and, you know, as we kind of, those guys get experience that it can kind of be something that works in your favor, I guess? Well, I think, you know, it's going to help us. These kids keep improving. You know, I think Louis Tyrone, uh, you know, he had a good game against Midwest. He had a good game last week and and he continues to get better. And, you know, um, you know, Xavier's shown some spurts of, you know, another freshman that's, uh, of doing some good things and we started you know Andrew Barron who was a freshman who was a one starter first and we started Jaden Fowler another freshman last week and uh, so I mean these kids are getting experience and it's only going to make them better sure. you know, in the future but also you know with our, our line injuries you know we have linemen playing different positions so they're getting to know other positions as well and you know down the road it'll help us but right now we just gotta um, you know get through these uh, you know these uh, big school games sure. and and yeah, and that's obviously, you know, it's just kind of try to almost maybe kind of, you know, weather the storm, obviously, and just sort of hope to, you know, and then obviously get to, you know, kind of get into the, the rest of your schedule. And then even thinking about the schedule, you know, going 
thinking about maybe even next year, I guess, um, kind of knowing that, you know, Lee Heighton will be, I guess, off the schedule. Um, does it, I don't know, does it, does it change at all? Or, or, you know, do you look at any of these, do you look at any of these games differently, I guess, you know, kind of knowing what's maybe what's to come, uh, next season, I guess. Well, it, it does, and another freshman I should mention is Mitch Miller. I mean, he's been playing yeah. both ways for yeah. us every game, and, you know, he's continuing to improve too. So, um, But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a mixed feelings here. You know, obviously knowing that this is the last time you want to do well and you're you, you away with a victory. Sure. Um, you know, and, uh, and and it is bittersweet. You know, you like to, to play these local teams, and it's a great crowd, you know, draw for, oh, sure. you know, the local and things like that but you know it'll be nice playing you know teams your own size also so uh there's pluses and minuses you know there's good and bad um you know so it's a little bittersweet i you know i like the little local rivalries and you know um but uh you know it'll be nice to match up with teams your own size too oh yeah and absolutely and i think that's the thing that kind of you know sort of tying back you know kind of coming back around is you know just sort of being able to even if maybe you we you know we kind of do away with some of the local or regional rivalries i'm sure you know for a lot of programs it's just going to be great to you know to be able to play teams that are you know single a or two a you know instead of kind of going up against some some schools that maybe you know three four you know you know three four a or things like that so um i'm sure that's uh that'll be great for you guys obviously just in terms of the experience that kids will be getting and just kind of you know just the positions that they're going to be in um how is everybody i guess health wise um well we're you know i think i think robbie us under is obviously a big loss for us um so he's gonna be out you know at least a couple more weeks probably okay um so uh you know we're pretty much where we were at last week um you know we got really you know nobody came back so uh, so we're pretty much the same team we did last week and and again these guys have been around and and they've been through the fire so uh you know again they're just gonna continue to get better continue to plug and uh you know and uh you know we'll go go after it First-year Pleasant Valley head coach Blake Sager and his young Pleasant Valley team have faced some stiff EPC competition this year. They're also installing a brand-new offense, a triple-option offense out there in Broadheadsville. Here's what Coach Sager had to say. We're moving forward, continuing to improve, and continuing to try to get better every little spot we can, you know. took another loss Friday from another good football team, and, uh, you know, just trying to keep the kids up. Um, and, you know, just kind of having them now at this point of the season, um, you know, just even kind of thinking back to when, you know, maybe we talked, you know, preseason and, you know, kind of going back to, you know, to kind of that point and just kind of where they are now. And obviously with, you know, kind of the new system that you've, you know, that you're installing and things that you're putting in place, I guess, just kind of how have you seen the kids sort of adapt and respond, I guess, though, to um, just kind of what you guys are doing, you know, just kind of with the program, I guess. Uh, I certainly know it will be a process and it wouldn't happen overnight. Sure. You know, I said that right from the beginning. And, uh, you know, I'm living that now. And I knew what I was up against. Uh, and then it doesn't help when you start off with four straight Lehigh Valley opponents. Oh, yeah. And, 
you know, we, we played some really good teams. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting to get better. We really are. And, and the kids are, are still upbeat positive about what can happen. Uh, you know, and, and we're getting better. I, I see it every day. You know, the, the film sessions, uh, you know, are, are more pointing out what we are doing right now, you know, that we couldn't do a week ago. You sure. know, it's cool to see those, those little improvements. And, uh, you know, we're definitely starting from, from the ground up. And, uh, like I said, I, I see it. And there's spots I see we definitely got to improve on more. And, uh, you know, the kids have never stopped working to, to get there. So we're, uh, we're continuing to, you know, to push it forward uh, through some really tough opponents and, uh, you know, use those to get, to get better and then just keep improving. Um, and, you know, just kind of even for you, you know, kind of coming into, you know, having, you know, guys that maybe had prior varsity experience um and then also obviously you know kind of taking in and having guys now that are stepping into into new roles into different roles um how have you seen them or who have you seen maybe kind of step up or just kind of really embrace the opportunity that um that they have maybe with the program this year is there anybody that really kind of has stood out to you I'm going to uh, I'm going to say my entire offensive line. There's, yeah. there's six guys that, that rotate in, uh, all six of them. Mason King, Mason DeMeglia, Cesar Estrada, Matt Kilmurray, Kyle Danny, and Julian Gonzalez. And, uh, you know, they they had to buy into a completely new new situation and yeah. completely new system with really zero varsity experience under their belt. Uh, and it took time, and I knew it was going to take time, but nobody has worked harder than that group. And uh, you, you saw it in that Northampton game. They were getting off the ball. They were blocking yeah. the big opponents. They were moving move the football very well, you know, at times. And it's a tribute to them and how far they have come. And I'm just very anxious and excited to see them uh, continue to grow. They're finally getting some confidence. You know, the film sessions are positive in their favor now, you know. Oh, yeah. And I think they're starting to enjoy it. You know, they're enjoying the system and the ability, you know, uh, of just – being tough and run blocking and getting off the ball and, and they're starting to figure things out. So that's that's the area I am most happy with. Uh, and, and now, you know, my focus is to, to make sure everybody else on the perimeter is uh, catching up to speed. You know, sure. and all my focus has been on the O-line, 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 because that's, you know, that O-line, you have nothing. And sure. uh, it took a while, but the O-line is starting to gel. And, uh, you know, now, now we're going to try to get everybody else uh, where they need to be and, you know, hopefully hit, hit, hit our stride when we hit EPC North play. That's the goal. Um, and is that is that something even for you where you've kind of seen them, you know, and again, now it's kind of a different a different maybe style of football, you know, different type of attack. Um, you know, how do you see them just kind of, you know, where they have those opportunities to really kind of fire off the ball and, you know, just to kind of and run block and be road graders mm-hmm. and those types of things. Um, do you see them really kind of embracing that, I guess? Is that just sort of, um, you know, is has their mindset changed, I guess, maybe from when you, you know, kind of introduced this system and the scheme to, to maybe where they are at this point now, I guess? Uh, that, that, that was the biggest positive I took out of Friday was the fact that we were able to go up against a, a Lehigh Valley opponent, a much bigger, stronger team than us, and we moved them. You know, we were able to yeah. move them off the ball. So we were, we were at tremendous takeoff. And, yes, you know, this was the first Friday I could see that, that all six of them are grasping what we want yeah. and, and they're figuring it out and you know it wasn't enough to you know compete or win the way we wanted it to be but you know if I'm looking for, for steps in the right direction they were the group that took the biggest jump Friday 
Um, I, what do you see, I guess, when you look at a team like Inimaeus? Do they remind you of, of anybody, or are they similar to anybody that you've played so far this season, or anybody that you've, you know, or anything? Is there anything else that you can, any, you know, I don't know, I guess anything that you can kind of point to when you're looking at film, or is there anything that, that they remind you of? <laughs> yeah, the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we played Liberty Week One, and and this is a very comparable opponent. You know, they're two enormous schools. Yeah. Uh, in in one of the toughest leagues in the in the, in the state. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I was in that league the last two years, and sure. I know what those battles are like. Uh, and every week, you're you're facing another massive opponent down there, and we are not that. You know, we are a very small six A school. They're sure. a very large six A school. Uh, you know, and and we got our work cut out for us, but. Well, one thing I will say is that we're going to go out there and we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be deterred. We're going to run our game. Uh, you know, the chips will fall where they may, but we're going to go out there and give them everything we got. Anything else for you that you, you know, kind of want to say about the guys so far to this point this season or just anything else for you just kind of looking ahead to Emmaus or just, you know, or just beyond, I guess? Uh, you know, I'll just say that I, I'm – as pleased as an own three coach with three, you know, mercies and losses can be. Uh, yeah. And it's a tribute to the kids and who they are as people, the way they were parented, the way they were raised. And, uh, you know, it, it hasn't been hard to keep them together. You know, like we have been, you know, our, our first three opponents have not been easy and the results sure. have not been where we wanted. And this team does not splinter, uh, at least at this point. And I don't yeah. think it will. And uh, I am so pleased with that. And if we can keep them together, which, which they have, uh, you know, I, I continue to say it's going to happen. Uh, what we did clicks, I don't know, but it's going to happen. And that's the thing I'm sure for you guys as a staff, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, kind of come in and have them be committed and come in and, and want to work hard and keep doing the right things, you know, every day, every week, every game, um, and yep. then just kind of let everything else kind of take care of itself and the chips will sort of fall where they may. Exactly. I've said it a hundred times to them, you know, and, and when things don't go bad, you know, you can't let you can't let that throw your character. You can't let that change who you are as a person. Right. You gotta keep grinding and fighting. So and bad things happen in life, you gotta find ways to persevere through and you know, we are doing that together. Tamako picked up another victory against Google Haven last week. This week they'll travel to Panther Valley and a double local rivalry. Let's see what head coach Sam Bonner had to say. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts, you know, just kind of with where the guys are, I guess, at this point in the season, you know, and just kind of thinking about, you know, maybe even expectations that, you know, you had kind of coming out of the preseason and what you maybe thought they were capable of. Um, what have these what, what have these guys kind of shown you through these first, you know, three weeks of the season, I guess? But, you know, I, I think the big thing is that, you know, I, we started off, I said, you know, obviously we started off well. Um, you know, I, I think that we've improved on the little aspects that we've been trying to improve on, you know, each, each week. You know, I, you yeah. know, after the first week, I thought we had to work on, you know, uh, our run game and, you know, our assignments in the run game. And I thought we did a lot better job the second week where we went against Monway. You know, Monway doing in the Schuylkill Haven, you know, I thought that we had to improve on our rush defense. You know, and we did that, you know, from monitoring the school Haven. So, you know, we're continuing to find stuff that we got to improve on, trying to do it every week. And so far, I think our kids have been doing a good job. Now, even though, you know, the games that we've been in, you know, unfortunately been one-sided. Sure. 
yeah, like I said, I think our kids have been doing a good job of concentrating, getting better each week. And that's the thing. I mean, just how important is that? And I guess maybe even how much have you kind of stressed that, you know, that each and every one of these games, each and every one of these practices, you know, every snap, this all, obviously, you know, every single thing that you're doing is still crucially important, you know, regardless of, you know, kind of what the results are or what the, you know, anything like that. It's This stuff's all so important. And then obviously you kind of know what your schedule is going to be like then in the second half of the season. But how much have you been stressing to these guys that, you know, they can't be taking Taking any of this stuff for granted? Yeah, pretty much all the time. You know, I mean, we know that, you know, not to, you know, take anything away from the opponents that we've had so far, but we know each week it's going to get harder. Sure. You know, it's, after PV, we go to Blue Mountain, after Blue Mountain Pots, other yeah. Pots, Google. So it's kind of progression where we think, you know, each, each week, each team we play starts getting better and better. So, you know, it's important that we, you know, we continue to improve as a team and individually and not just look at, you know, uh, you know, you know, you pull a team out in the first half, you know, you sit sure. back and be all right. You know, we got to make sure that we continue to improve. And that's something we've been emphasizing. I think, you know, our kids, because we've had the similar schedule now for the last couple of years, yeah. and our kids realize they, they have to do that, you know, for us to be in the mix of, you know, uh, squiggly champions, districts, all that kind of stuff. We got to make sure we get better each week. Um, what or who, I mean, who or what, I guess, has maybe kind of stood out to you throughout these, you know, through these first couple of weeks or even, you know, just thinking about in last week's game, I guess, you know, has anybody or anything, any one thing about this group kind of stood out to you, I guess? No, I, I mean, I really, I'm like, really happy offensively with the balance that we have. Yeah. You know, you know, Braden, you know, I don't think I've had a quarterback yet to be so as efficient as he. Yeah. I don't think many people have. You know, I mean, I think right now he's three incompletions and 30 passes or something like that, which is pretty incredible. That's, yeah. You know, you know, obviously, you know, he continues to do a bit of everything. You know, Matty Kistler, I said, he, you know, he's a kid that's, you know, he's a, he's a big play kid for us. He, yeah. He's big plays. And, you know, some of our um, young offensive linemen are stepping up. You know, Lucas Shukram and uh, Jake Wassel even are two guys that kind of stepped in that, you know, weren't, you know, really full-time starters last year, but they stepped in and they're doing a good job up front for us, aside from obviously the guys that we had returning. Um, and, you know, when you look at a, a program like maybe Panther Valley, obviously they're, you know, kind of building, rebuilding, um, you know, and just kind of trying to, you know, sort of establish themselves, I guess. Um, but, you know, what have you kind of, what do you see, I guess, when you when you look at a team like that, I guess? Well, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, I know, you know, the new coach, you know, Rick Jones is doing you know, a good job. And I think he knows he has his work cut out sure. for him. You know, it takes some time to establish, you know, what you want to establish in a program. And, you know, I mean, one thing you notice is that, you know, they seem to be well coached and that they're, you know, they're definitely, I feel like they're pretty organized that, you know, they kind of, you know, they're running some basic stuff, but, you know, going in as a, you know, first year coach of the program taking it over. I mean, you want to get good at the basics, and it looks like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and just kind of establish that foundation and trying to sort of build from there. Um, yeah. For you as a, as a coach, you know, when you think about kind of having the, the, the balance, the, the the variety, the versatility that you do with these guys, um, just kind of what is that like for you just in terms of maybe kind of, you know, from a from a play calling standpoint, you know, to kind of have the guys that you do and just sort of the, the weapons that you do, I guess. Well, I mean, definitely each week's 
weeks a little different. You know, I mean, some weeks, you know, certain teams give you, you know, certain things that you feel you can take advantage of. Sure. Which is nice, you know, with the versatility we have that, you know, if we feel that there's a team that, you know, maybe a little weaker in the secondary, you know, we, we know that we have the, the receivers as well as the quarterback to, get, you know, make them pay for that. And we know that if we're real strong in the team and we feel like we can chunk a team and run up front, yeah. you know, it's nice having both options, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, there's teams that you mentioned before, teams are going to get stronger where, you know, maybe we'll be, you know, better at doing one more than the other, but it's nice knowing that, you know, if we get a team that's, you know, really tough against the run that we can throw, or vice versa, we get against a team that, you know, has a real athletic secondary and, you know, it possibly puts a lot of pressure on you, we can always turn them with the run. Absolutely, yeah. And you think about, you know, week to week as guys get more playing time, guys get those opportunities, um, you know, hopefully it's one of those things that kind of, you know, really benefits you, you may, you know, maybe down the road or, you know, in a situation yeah, where... Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it's, it's good getting some of these young guys to start seeing what they could do on that varsity level. And, you know, hopefully that's the one thing that, you know, not just us, but I'm sure teams throughout the league, you know, is trying to build depth as the year goes on. And, you know, you know hopefully not going to wait we stay healthy the whole year, but you know, it's always nice to know that you have a couple of kids with some experience and that, you know, on the depth chart that could end up helping out as the year goes on. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, you just think about it, whether it's, you know, from a situational standpoint or, you know, maybe it's just kind of like, you know, you're forced into it. If a guy does go down with an injury, yeah. you're, you're yeah. able to put somebody in there that, hey, you know, it's not uh, it's not their first time in the lineup. They're used yeah. to it. They're familiar with it. And, you know, some of these teams are playing down the line, you know, you know like just looking at some schedules, you know, and you know, we're gonna be playing some teams that have 50, 60 guys in the roster. Yeah. So, you know, the more, the more, the more people that we get active and rotated on the field, I think it's gonna help us as year goes on. Um, how is everybody health wise? I guess. Good. I mean, everyone's you know good. You have to build nicks and bruises. Sure. You know, Nate, Nate's ankle a little bit. You know, sure. said, you know, some other guys are a little sore, but it said that uh, comes with the sport. But it's yeah. Man, we got tough kids that are, you know, they, you know, we're still working out three days a week in the weight room. Yeah, you know, we got kids that worked out all year, so you know, sometimes you know because of that, I feel like it kind of limits. You know, it kind of is a plus about kind oh, of back yeah. injuries. Or if kids get bumped up, I feel like they come back a lot faster. Absolutely, yeah, and it's uh, you know it's kind of yeah. one of those things that could be like a preventative measure, obviously. Oh and, no doubt, no yeah. Doubt. I mean, we emphasize all year, like you said, we work out Saturday mornings after a game. We work out Mondays when you know, our JVs are playing, and we also work out Thursdays free games. So you know, we're doing three workouts a week, and we try and make sure we stay like that throughout the course of the year. Absolutely, yeah, and you see that, you know, and then guys don't get worn down or broken down as the year goes yeah. on. Yeah, and, you keep her strapped. I, I got guys benching three hundred and squatting four hundred. Yeah, year. I want them still doing that come week five week six lee hayton took a loss to central columbia last week they'll look to rebound this week big game with marion catholic let's see what head coach tom mccarroll had to say right now um i'm sure for you guys you know just kind of um this is i don't know um is is there a different is there a different vibe at all? I guess you know, kind of coming into a week like this for for you guys or you know for for anybody on the staff. I guess. Um, not really. I mean, you know, we're yeah. just, like you said, with the way with the way last week kind of turned around, uh, turned out for us. You know, we just we're gonna try to simplify some things and you know not get caught up in really anything else that's going around other than fixing us. Sure. You know? So so we we got enough things we need to clean up that. You know, anything that's kind of extra or ancillary is not really something we can focus on. So, you know, 
we think we, we, we know how to fix things. We got, sure. you know, I think some really, like, I keep saying this every week, but I do think we got kids that are good enough to, to turn this thing around. And, you know, today was a, a good day uh, yeah. for us practice-wise. So, you know, they, they've taken one step in the right direction. So hopefully tomorrow is the same thing. And if, if that continues, well, then, you know, we'll see how Friday night goes. Um, you know, I know we even, you know, kind of talked last week about, you know, kind of coming into the Central Columbia game and just sort of, you know, what you had seen from the guys through, at that point, maybe the first two weeks. Um, and now, obviously, you have Central Columbia um, kind of under your belt. Um, just anything else that you took took out of that? Or, or was there anything that maybe kind of coming into that game that that you weren't, I guess, maybe kind of... I don't know, maybe that wasn't on your radar or just anything that you didn't really kind of have at the at the forefront of, you know, sort of what you were focusing on that maybe now coming out of Central Columbia you look at and say, you know, like you said about kind of shoring some things up and tying some things up. Was there anything that maybe coming out of the Central Columbia game that you, you know, kind of look at now as, you know, an area that you're maybe looking at as as, an, as something that you can maybe not so much adjust or tweak, but just kind of something that uh, – is is a correctional or a teaching type of teaching type of moment, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, you know, if you look at the way the way things went, I mean, in the first quarter was you know uh, kind of a snowball effect where you know one bad thing happened and it seemed like it affected everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so if you really look at you know as we looked at what we kind of you know made our mistakes on, they're they're very basic things. You know, I think. Kids kind of just got a little flustered and, sure. and lost their fo- lost their focus on on the basics, and um, you know it wasn't so much what they did scheme wise. I mean, we were in some really basic defenses, and you know had some mental breakdowns and stuff like that. So as a coaching staff, we said, well, you know, you know maybe maybe our our emphasis needs to be um, just kind of going backwards a little bit, and you know just emphasizing those basics because sometimes you know when you're when you're in the third week of the season. You, you make the assumption that you know the basics are already set in, oh, yeah. established, and, and you're building off of that. Sure. But, you know, for us, we can't make that assumption anymore. So week in, week out, we got to really just kind of focus on making sure that the basics are intact, that we have all of our responsibilities. Um, you know, that are, that are, the kids are sound with all those things, and then try to move forward. So right now, that's that's really our focus this week is is making sure that the very basic things that we're asking the kids to do, they know how to do. And, and we can't make assumptions moving forward. So when we can shore those things up, um, you know, I think we're going to be better off as a team. Because really, you know, if you look at last week, it was 19 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the rest of the game, you know, they scored seven points. And, uh, you know, I think we were able to settle them down and make some, some of those basic adjustments and, and the kids played the way they're, you know, they know they're capable of playing. So, you know, we played the run well um, last week. I think we held them to like 70 some yards and, yeah. and the coach even said himself, you know, we want to establish the run, but you know, the way we've been playing the run the last two weeks, we, we feel like that's maybe a strength that we can build on and, yeah. you know, just maybe shoring, th- shoring some things up, you know, on the backside and, and hopefully we can become a better team. Um, how important then, you know, maybe for the, for these guys, you know, you kind of think about that, like you talked about early on and maybe kind of like a snowball effect, how important for these guys is kind of having not so much maybe a, a fast start, but just how important is it for these guys, you know, to kind of, to maybe not have to play catch up or, you know, to be in, in those types of situations, I guess. 
Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think that's key for anybody, for right. any team. When you can get a fast start, no matter who you're playing, it really just adds confidence. And you know, and again, that goes back to us as coaches. You know, we've got to, you know, instead of you know, I came out last week and and, and thought maybe we can take a shot, yeah, and, and gain some real, real quick momentum. And, and you know, it was more of like a high risk, high reward. Where sure. you know, that, that that's not the re- the approach that that may be the best for us. Maybe we kind of settle in, be a little maybe more conservative. And then, uh, you know, we pick, pick and choose kind of our spots where we yeah. can take a shot. And maybe it's not the first play of the game, but sure. let our kids kind of settle in, you know, to run on our base stuff and then build from there. So, you know, as much as we're going to ask the kids to do some things differently and, and simplify, you know, we're going to do that as coaches as well because, you know, we got to look at ourselves first um, before we can certainly ask the kids to make those adjustments. Um, and obviously a team, you know, a team like Marion um, kind of coming off of, um, a, a difficult loss against against Trinity, um, and obviously they've had kind of a tough stretch early on uh, so far this season. Um, what do you see? I guess you know, kind of when you when you look at them and when you get a chance to you know to kind of break down what they've done and what kind of team I guess they are this year. Yeah, um, you know they're they're an interesting team. Um, you know they've had a, I think they've had a, just a tough schedule really yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Um, you know I know they've had some injuries. You know, if you look at their lineup over the last couple of weeks, it's kind of it's fluctuated both between the numbers and uh, personnel. Sure. You know, I know I noticed that uh, you know you've, you've had different guys playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know the reasons. I don't think I'm assuming it's injuries. Um, you know, and maybe in the course of the game, same thing. So they haven't had a whole lot of consistency. So you know, I feel like they're the type of team that if they can get a consistent lineup. Um, they, they can they can certainly cause problems for anybody. Um, I think they have a couple nice athletes. Yeah, you know, they have a, a three year starter at quarterback in the Miller kid. Yeah, um, you know so when and they have some big boys on the line. That's another thing that really surprised me. They got some size up front, so um, if they can kind of put all those pieces together, I think they can pose a problem for for really any team they have coming up. And that's the thing too. I mean, obviously, you know, kind of like you mentioned with the schedule, um, you know, they're still, I'm sure, you know, kind of obviously trying to sort of get their footing, find their way, um, and just kind of settle into, you know, that maybe maybe it's the the type of team that they are, you know, and just kind of you know figuring out kind of maybe who works best in terms of different packages and things like that. Um, how much harder is that for you to prepare for? I guess as a coach. Well, it's it's tough. You know, we've seen we've seen. Um, a couple different offensive styles. We've seen a couple different defensive styles. So yeah, I think it's really tough, you know, for a coach, um, you know, to kind of identify and put our fingers on, um, who's, you know, what we're going to see. Yeah. Like you said, between not only personnel, but also uh, schemes. What are we going to see on both sides of the ball? So it's, it's a lot more difficult for us. We're kind of, you know, guessing in the dark a little bit, sure. uh, more so than, you know, the, the past few weeks, we kind of knew what we were going to get. So here, you know, like I said, not only do we not know personnel, but you know, they've shown a bunch of different schemes that we have to be ready for any of them. So, you know, whether that's been by design or yeah. by, by default, by default, it doesn't really matter. It causes some some extra preparation for us and some and certainly some possible problems. Um, I mean, on you know, just kind of on your end, anything or you know, anybody that really kind of for you that you can kind of look back to, you know, from maybe from the Central Columbia game that you know kind of really did some things that you that you really liked, or just kind of you know a unit that um, I guess maybe really kind of stood out. I guess stood out for you. Well, uh, it's it's kind of tough because, like I said, things we were kind of playing catch a little bit. Sure. But, you know, uh, Zach Hunsinger has been a very very consistent uh, force for us on yeah. both sides of the ball. Um, same thing with Michael Yakel. 
Yeah. Those, those, those guys just seem to be very consistent, uh, very durable guys um, on both sides, you know. And like I said, we've had a bunch of guys going down lately. And so, you know, when that happens, you kind of the, – the guys who are, you know, they're, you know, play in and play out on both sides of the ball kind of stand out. You know, sure. so so those are – and we've had a few guys, but they, they seem to be the guys who have been the most durable – on both sides, Brett Gasker is another one. Yeah, you know, so Brett Gasker, um, you know, uh, Ben Shots is another one. You know, there's, yeah. there's a couple yeah. guys that they seem to be the core right now um, that have been healthy, that have been durable, that have been reliable. So, you know, we're gonna rely on those guys to make plays for us for the rest of the season. Um, and you know, just kind of um, health-wise, I guess, how you know, how are the guys maybe kind of coming out of that Central Columbia game? Well, you know, I mean, we're we're, I, I mean, I think we're no healthier or more banged up than anybody else right now. You know, when you're at week three going into sure. week four, um, you know, you got some bumps and bruises. You know, uh, Lucas didn't finish the game on, on, on Friday night. He yeah. got banged up. So we're playing, kind of playing very cautious with him. Sure. You know, we got some other guys that, you know, again, uh, banged up, like I said, like anybody, like any other team. Sure. You know, so we're, we're, we're no different than them, um, you know, than anybody else. So, you know, we're trying to work through, play through, and try to build depth. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure for you guys too. Obviously, it's a it's a case of you know when those guys do get in there, whether it's you know Richard Fronheiser or, or anybody else, um, you know that they're you know that's that's an opportunity, um, you know, and just uh, you hope that they kind of seize that and uh, you know kind of make the most of that playing time and being being in those situations. Yeah, there's no question, you know, and that's actually one of the things we said to our kids this week. You know, given the first few weeks, you don't know when your number's going to be called. Yeah, and so you know, our our emphasis on preparation by you know, the kids are not only the first first group guys, but all the, also the second group guys have to be ready and have to prepare as if they are the starters. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, because it's just kind of those sort of situational things, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, comes out of, you know, comes out of necessity, for, you know, from injury or just, you know, kind of um, just, you know, any other kind of, you know, situation that you might be in, um, you just don't know. Um Anything else for you, I guess, just kind of going into this week? Um, is Marion on your schedule next year? No. 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 This is the last time we're going to play him for, 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 for the foreseeable future. That's, yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Does that, does it add any kind of sentimental value? Does it, does it, you know, anything, anything like that? Or is that just sort no. of something? No. Just kind of, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know, um, the landscape of football, the landscape of football has changed dramatically around here. You know, I mean. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, and that's everybody. I don't think anybody's immune to that. Sure. So the the rivalries, some are some are sort of still certainly intact, some are not, and so you know, with with the uh, the, the scheduling change that's going to happen next year, I just think it's going to set up uh, just more so much more balance for everybody. So you know, you've you've seen some. And I don't think this is going to be one of them. But I, you know, last week you saw the Jim Thorpe Panther Valley score, and yeah. you know some other scores that just, you know, like I said, twenty years ago, Jim Thorpe and Panther Valley would, would probably be a very different oh a uh, marquee you know, type of you know right yeah yeah right. so 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 you know no it's there's really no added um, anything you know really to this game it's just you know it's going to change next year and and uh, you know but for us. We can't really. We don't have the luxury right now. We're not good enough to kind of look at any of the outside stuff. We really sure. just gotta worry about getting better uh, at playing Lee Heighton football. And whoever happens to be our opponent, we just gotta do our best against them. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's episode of the Times News High School Football Sports Chat Podcast, presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. As always, check out Saturday's paper. They'll have every write up of every game, every box score, a lot of good insight. 
There's a couple Saturdays games, so you want to check out Monday's paper if you want to see some articles on the Saturday's games, because we don't have a Sunday paper. That's okay. Check out those papers. As always, our Thursday football preview papers are a great read. Game of the week, player of the week. Rod Heckman puts together some great stats, good overtime columns that the that the guys put together. There's a real a lot of good content in the Times News for high school football. For Patrick Matsinko, Brad Hurley, and all of our great coaches, I'm Justin Carlucci. We'll catch you next week.